This morning, the Lord puts on my heart to share a message I've titled The Father's Honor. And particularly on a day like 21st June 2020, which has been set aside as the Father's Day, I believe that this message will go a long way to help us cherish first and foremost our Father in Heaven and give Him the highest honor that He alone deserves. And then also those who are our biological fathers, those who are our spiritual fathers, this message will go a long way for us to understand what it means to honor a father and to give him the honor that is due him alone. So on that note, I would want to say happy Father's Day to all fathers, all potential fathers, all those who have played fatherly roles in my life. There have been many, many ministers of the gospel whose input have played various roles in bringing some of us this far. And I say happy Father's Day to you all, particularly to my biological father, XW1, Samuel Ousa Asante. Happy Father's Day to you and to my spiritual father, Prophet Prince Manasseh Atun. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Hallelujah. All right. So, as I share to this message, I believe that you will capture something that will help you to live the highest calling that God has called us into as far as honor to our God, who is our Father, is concerned. Turn your Bibles with me quickly to Malachi, the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1. And I'll read the verses. A very beautiful set of scripture. Malachi 1 says, says A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence or where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts. To you priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? Somebody say, Amen to the reading of God's word. God Almighty is talking to us through prophet Malachi here. And he's making a very strong assertion. Let me put it that way. And bringing the priests of the time of prophet Malachi to an awareness that if he is a father and if he is a master, then where is his honor and where is his fear? But I'll quickly point out some things that this scripture actually reveals to us. Number one, it says, a son honors his father. In Christ Jesus, we are all sons. When I say son, it has got nothing to do with the gender, whether male or female, because in Christ Jesus, there is neither male nor female in Christ. Alright? And besides that, 
First John chapter 3 verse 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. That's how the King James puts it. And the phrase sons of God has got nothing to do with the male gender alone. It is a title for all who are born of God. A son of God simply means God in human body. So whether you are male or female, today I'm addressing you as a son of God. You are a son of God and you've got to tell us, I am a son of God. Just like Jesus Christ was born as the only begotten son of God. And now he is the first begotten of the dead. The firstborn amongst many brethren. What a, what a marvelous relationship. But he says a son honors his father. What does it mean to honor somebody? The English dictionary says, as a noun to honor means to regard with great respect. To regard with great respect. That's actually the verb, to regard with great respect. But as an, as, an, as a noun, it means high respect or great esteem. That is, honor as a noun is high respect or great esteem. It is the quality of knowing and doing what is morally right. And as I said earlier on, as a verb, it is to regard with great respect. That is, giving God the greatest honor, the greatest respect and regarding him with that great respect. We're going to identify the highest honor, the highest respect, the highest esteem we can give to our father. But suffice it to say that this same Malachi 1 says, points out something to us. He says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. Then he said, if then I am the father, please take note. That tells us that right from the Old Testament, the revelation of God as a father or as the father was captured, not when Jesus Christ was born, but right from the Old Testament, he was a father to them, but they didn't know him as a father. He said, if I then if, I, if then I am the father, where is my honor? God was requiring his highest respect, the esteem of respect and honor that they were supposed to give him. He was requiring it from the people, especially the priests in the days of Malachi the prophet. Then he said, if I am a master, where is my reverence? The Old Testament saints knew God more as a master and they saw themselves as servants. More than God as a father and they seen themselves as sons. It took the birth of Jesus Christ who was the only begotten son of God to reveal the fatherhood of God. Not because God was not a father all that while to the nation Israel or to the people of Israel but it was because some way, somehow they were more inclined to relating to God as a master than as a father. They didn't know the fatherhood of God. But this morning, I'm not talking about God master-servant relationship. I can only point out something from the scriptures that shows what a servant does for his master. John 4:34. Let me show you 
Jesus Christ played both roles. He was both a servant to his God as a master and then he was also a son to his God who was a father to him. So John 434 points out the master servant relationship Jesus had with God Almighty. In John 4, we see Jesus Christ who had to go to Samaria. Samaria was not typically Jewish. The people of Samaria had both the Jewish and the Gentile blood. So the Jews didn't consider them as the original stock. They didn't consider them as part of the Abrahamic covenant. They considered them actually as outcasts. And they had nothing to do with them because the Jews had nothing to do with the Gentiles. They saw the Gentiles as unclean. But look at verse 4 of John chapter 4. The New King James says, but he needed to go through Samaria. Jesus Christ needed to go through Samaria. I like the way the King James puts it. The King James says, and he must needs pass through Samaria. <laughs> Grammatically, there's no English like that. But poetically and prophetically, it was a communication to, to communicate the, the necessity of Jesus Christ passing through Samaria. And he must needs pass through Samaria. Now, he passed through Samaria. He asked his disciples to go get food. Whilst they were away, he was by the well. A woman came. He had a dialogue with her. And what have you? Now, the long and short of that dialogue is what is captured in verse 34 of the same John chapter 4. The Bible says that Jesus said to them, when the disciples came and they asked Jesus to eat because they knew he was angry. And, I mean, he was hungry. And he needed to get up and eat. And then he said, I am already full. They said, who brought this man food? Then he told them that, Look at verse 32 into 34. He says, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? 34. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That is a servant talking about his master's work here. So Jesus Christ demonstrated the servant-master relationship by making this statement. The King James says, my meat is to deal, I mean, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. In other words, a servant will ensure that he does the master's will. A servant seeks to please the master at all costs to the extent that though he had nothing to do with Samaria, he still needed to pass through Samaria. A servant doesn't have any choice. If the master says sleep, he sleeps. If the master says wake up at, at this particular hour, he wakes up. If the master says go to this extent, he will do it. And Jesus Christ demonstrated his relationship to God as a servant to his master in this very verse of scripture. But that's not my emphasis. I only brought this to let you know that Malachi 1 says points out two relationships we have with our God. Our God is not only a father... He is also a master. Under the old covenant, they knew God more as a master and they saw themselves as servants. That is why anytime God showed up, they trembled in fear. 
in our time, because of Jesus Christ and his finished work, the revelation of the fatherhood is complete and we know God as our father. But oftentimes, we also fail to recognize that God is not only our father, he is also our master. And we are servants. In other words, as sons, we are supposed to serve our father's interests. But that's not my emphasis. Let me tell you, let me show you Luke 2. That also shows the relationship Jesus Christ had with God Almighty as a father and how he honored his father because today we are talking about the father's honor the father's honor Luke chapter 2 verse 49 now in Luke chapter 2 we see Jesus Christ at the age of 12 this was the second time scripture recorded something about him since his birth record he traveled with his foster father Joseph and his mother Mary to Jerusalem because there was a census going on and after the census they were supposed to go back to their home village but Jesus Christ tarried in the temple in Jerusalem unbeknown to his foster father Joseph and Mary his mother so after three days journey they realized that Jesus Christ was not with them going back home and they were troubled so they had to journey back to Jerusalem looking for Jesus this was a 12 year old boy take note but in verse 40 let me take it from 45 into 49 okay 45 says, so when they, when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Verse 47 says, and all who heard him, this is a 12-year-old boy, all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Please take note of that because I'm going to dwell on that as well. All who heard Jesus at the age of 12 listening and asking questions, they were astonished at his understanding and answers. 48 says, so when they saw him, they were amazed. That is Joseph, his foster father, and Mary, his mother. They were amazed and his mother said to him, son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. 49. And he, that is Jesus, said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Can I read that again? Why did you seek me? Jesus is telling his foster father and his mother Mary. Then he said, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? At this juncture, Jesus Christ had caught a revelation. If you read verse 50, 50 says, but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. <laughs> his foster father probably must be wondering, which, which father's business are you talking about? I'm a carpenter. And if anything at all, 
My capital work is in our home village. You are, what are you doing in Jerusalem? But at the age of 12, our Lord Jesus Christ gave the highest honor that anyone could give to a father to his father in heaven. And his foster father Joseph and his mother Mary did not understand what he said. What is the highest honor? Somebody may ask. What is the father's honor? We are talking about father's day today. But let's first and foremost talk about our father in heaven. Then we can use that understanding to communicate the same honor. To, to give the same honor to those we refer to as our biological fathers or our spiritual fathers. Child of God, do you know what? The understanding God gave me from this message is that the highest honor a son can give to the father. Remember Malachi 1 says, he says that a son honors his father. The highest honor, there are many ways we show respect to our fathers. There are many ways we esteem them with great respect. The highest respect, the highest honor a son can give to his father and in this regard, the highest honor as sons of God we can give to our father is to catch the spirit of our father. Is to catch the revelation of our father. Is to be able to occupy our father's place and do our father's business such that in his absence you wouldn't know that father is not around. In other words, a son can honor his father to the utmost by taking the place of the father and doing what the father would have done if the father were around. If I, were, if I am a father, Malachi 1, where is my honor? And this morning, God is asking you and me, if we say that he is our father, where is his honor? The highest honor, child of God, you and I can give our father in heaven is to catch the revelation of what he is up to as far as his kingdom is concerned, as far as his purposes for this world and the world to come are concerned. It is to be able to catch the spirit of our father and represent him. That is what we call ambassador. Apostle Paul said that we are ambassadors for Christ. He was talking to the Corinthian church. And I know from that scripture that he wasn't saying that all of us are ambassadors. Sometimes we say that we are ambassadors of Christ. But a true ambassador is a true representative who can represent the one who sent him without any issue whatsoever. Without any... Um, Dichotomy. In other words, if the ambassador is around, you just know that this is a true representative of the president who sent him. Likewise, as sons, the highest honor we can give to our father in heaven is to represent him. Jesus, at the age of 12, had caught that revelation to the, to the extent that his foster father, Joseph, couldn't understand what he was saying. And even those who heard him in the temple were astonished at his understanding and his answers. The kind of questions that Jesus Christ was asking and the answers he was giving, they realized that this is a superior person. This is a special person. The doctors of the law couldn't understand him. At the age of 12, 
Meaning that he had caught the father's revelation. He had caught the father's vision. And he was in to represent his father right from the age of 12. Child of God, we have no excuse. Because if we truly are going to do our father's will and fulfill his work here on earth, we must be like Jesus who said, don't you know, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? Did you not know? He was asking his foster father and Mary. It sounded like rudeness, but this was no rudeness. He was telling them that there, was, there is something bigger and greater that I'm supposed to live for than just, you know, coming to do census and going back to go and do carpentry work. And yet, if you read further, the Bible says when he went, he was subject to them. No, he didn't just go about saying, I'm going to start ministry. He was subject to them. The next time we heard about Jesus was when he was 30 years old, 18 years after. Okay? So, I am not advocating for rebellion or disorderliness here. I am saying that if we say our father in heaven is our father, then the highest honor, because if he says a son honors his father and he says, if I am a father, where is my honor? The highest honor we can give our father is to catch his spirit. Is to catch the revelation that we are supposed to represent our father here on earth. We are supposed to be like him such that they wouldn't be able to tell the difference between you and your father. If they see you, they have seen your father. Jesus said that. He said that anybody who has seen me has seen the father. He told Philip. He said, whoever has seen me, they, they told, said, master, show us the father and it will be sufficient for us. They said, anybody who has seen me, he said, Philip, have I been with you all this while and you do not know me? Anybody who has seen me has seen the father. In other words, I am the photocopy of my father. Listen, a true son, the highest honor a true son can give his father is to be a photocopy of his father. That is not to say you will lose your originality. That is not to say you lose your uniqueness. That is not to say that you now behave like your father without being you. You can still be you. You can still be yourself. Your father may be phlegmatic. Maybe you are choleric. And yet in the midst of being a choleric, you can still catch the spirit of the phlegmatic father and behave like him, represent him and do as your father would have done if he were around. So it's got nothing to do with temperament here. It's, not, it's got nothing to do with gender here. We are all sons of God according to scripture. And we are supposed to capture and cap, and, and, and what, what's the word? Capture the, the, the spirit, I mean catch the spirit of our father. If anybody sees you, they must be able to say that like, like they talked about the, uh, the disciples. The Bible said that they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus because they truly represented Jesus. Before Jesus left, he told them, occupy till I come. It means take my place. Step into my shoes. Do what I would have done if I were around. And they did exactly that to the extent that they couldn't even tell the difference. When they saw them, they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus because they behaved like Jesus. And they, they even nicknamed them. The, nick, the word Christian was a nickname. They called them Christians first in Antioch. It was a nickname. Now we call ourselves Christians, but there is nothing that shows that we are like Christ. 
I said we call ourselves Christians, but there is nothing that shows that we have caught the revelation of the highest honor being given to our father. If we say that he is our father, he says, if I be a father, where is my honor? The first time I heard that scripture actually was from Prophet Prince Manasseh Atun. I was with him one night praying and then he said, if I be a father, we were discussing an issue. Then he asked me this question, if I be a father, where is my honor? So many years ago, this is about 18 years ago, and it has remained in my spirit and today I'm sharing this scripture and also sharing an experience that a lot of people have never known about some of us that, for instance, I will give a testimony to just let you understand what I'm communicating. For instance, why I recognize somebody like Prophet Prince Manasseh Atu as a father in my life is simply this. There are a lot of fathers in this land and even outside of this land who have imparted my life and I will never take it for granted. I won't start mentioning names because I may leave some names out. But almost every man of God or woman of God worth his or her salt in this nation and some outside of this nation have made great input in my life, great impact in my life in many, many ways, have played fatherly roles and I'm grateful to God for their lives and I wish all of them happy Father's Day. But in 2002, January 2002, I remember very well, 27th January 2002, the very first time I stepped into Watered Garden at Dansuman Runabout. And then, after Prophet Manasseh Achu, Prince Manasseh Achu had finished ministering, he ministered to some of us. And so, by virtue of the administration, there was the need for a follow-up. So in our interaction, mind you, I had met him the first time in the year 2000. And that was when he spoke to me about business, which I never knew about my life. I wanted me and business. I have nothing to do with business. But glory be to God, it has come to pass also. Now, after ministration, I met with him, we interacted, and then he realized that, okay, I wasn't doing anything at the time because the Lord had put in my heart to go and understand him. That's what I told him. So it's okay, you'll be coming around and be helping. So my work, at the time, everybody knew me as Sammy. At best, I was called Brother Sammy. And people still call me Brother Sammy till today. And I cherish that because that's the relationship. That's how they knew me and I respect that hallelujah so be coming around and be helping so sunday after sunday monday after monday because they have a prophetic service on monday i'll go to water garden and then be helping my work was to mc the, you know the service to mc i remember one day i was emceeing and then from nowhere i just used my lips to say let's welcome the ever flourishing water garden choir until today that name has remained as ever flourishing choir of the choir of Water Garden, you know, uh, church. Hallelujah. And then, in the course of 
MCing, I joined a prayer group. I'm just telling you the father's honor. When I joined the prayer group, I was just one of the prayer warriors until I started leading in the prayer group as well. Then, by the grace of God, I became the leader of the prayer group ultimately. In the course of leading in the prayer group, one day, it was an all night, Prophet Prince Manasseh Atu mounted the pulpit and I remember there was this song. It is a hymn. I am coming, Lord. Coming unto thee. No, it, it, it wasn't that song. It was, you have called me. There's a song that he, he sang. And that song was like an introduction into the pastoral. The very first time I became a pastor or I was called a pastor was that very Friday. I don't remember the date. And he called me to the altar and said, come and take the microphone and preach. And he called. He was the first to call me Pastor Samuel. Now, I became a pastor and I was with a lot of pastors. So, in our interaction with our senior pastor, Prophet Prince Manasatu, one day, he shared something. He said, mind you, I have shared a story with you before that I was somebody who didn't know how to fast and I was struggling with fasting. But I remember he had told me why he needed to fast and how the Lord had told him to fast earlier on before that very day. So I had started fasting. But when he was talking to us a particular day, he said, the Lord tells me to fast daily. Quickly. Quickly. It was as if that word entered my heart. I caught the spirit of his communication. I said to myself, Jesus said, whatever I say to you, I say to all. So if the Lord tells somebody I look up to as a father to fast daily, then I change my style. I fast daily. And to the glory of God, somebody who could not fast and who didn't love fasting, almost the three and a half years that I stayed with Prophet Prince Manasatu at Watered Garden, I spent those days fasting on a daily basis. At least by 3 p.m. before we break our fast, sometimes 6 p.m. on a daily basis. Now, I am just showing you how a son can honor a father. All right? How you can capture the spirit or catch the spirit of a father and represent the father fully such that in the absence of the father you may never know that the father isn't around. I caught this revelation. I am not to say, I'm not here to say that it is the fasting that brought me where I am. But it was part of the process because the one I was looking up to was fasting daily. So it became a lifestyle. Fasting and prayer and always ministering, you know. Until I was moved from one of the pastors to become the first resident pastor of Watered Garden Church in Dansuman, uh, uh, watered garden runabout. Now there are a lot of branches. By the time that was the only watered garden church apart from the mother church in Jessican. I became the resident pastor now to the wonder of many people who, you know, had moved with him earlier on. Where did this man appear from? 
But there was something that I had captured that nobody knew. Today I'm sharing a secret with you. I had caught a revelation. Jesus had told him that fast daily. And I caught, I caught that spirit. I said, okay, then whatever he's doing, I can also do. And I found myself behaving like him. So there were times where as a resident pastor, I had to minister in his stead. He would travel and move here about, you know. Then we introduced counseling, Thursday counseling. I noticed that during Thursday counseling, on a one-on-one basis, some way, somehow, I found myself ministering things that did not come from my mind. Prophetically, I found myself talking to people one-on-one. And I'm like, wow. And the person will say, yes, this is what the Lord told me. Or this is true. And so I noticed that the prophetic that was on my spiritual father, Prince Manasseh II, Prophet Prince Manasseh II, has started operating in my life on a one-on-one basis. Unbeknown to the rest of the people. Then one day, one Monday prophetic service, he called me again and said, you are the one going to minister the prophetic. I said, what? Minister the prophetic? That is a big one. To the glory of God, children of, I mean, people of God. I took the microphone that day as a novice and as somebody who didn't have much knowledge. I remember the first person that I, I was going to minister to, I said, I am seeing you wearing a um, dress like a, a doctor. And God, I was going, not knowing she was a doctor, but you see, I saw the vision, but I could not wait to ascertain whether she was a doctor but what I saw was a doctor and that was the beginning of the prophetic in my life and then it got to a time there were many invitations on the life of the man of God prophet Prince Manasseh too said that he could not attend to all of them so there were times the first time I ever traveled to places go to this town go to this village go to this church go to this place and I will go and minister and you will not know that there was, I mean, it was not Prophet Manasseh who came, but another person who came in his name. And then it became such that almost every Monday prophetic service, some of us were ministering the prophetic. What am I saying? It started from somewhere, but I caught the spirit of the father and the highest honor I could give him was to represent him and to behave just like he would have done if he, were, if, if he were around. It did not make me lose my individuality. He is a unique person. Different from me. And yet there was a wrap on. There was a touch. There was a mantle that I had caught from him that represented him. What am I communicating? If we say that God is our father. It starts from there. He says, if I be a father, where is my honor? The highest honor we can give our father, people of God, is to, is to catch God's vision. Catch God's revelation. God has a passion. He does not wish that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's God's heartbeat. That's the father's heartbeat. He does not wish. And you've got to make God's heartbeat your heartbeat as well. You must be passionate about souls. If you see a human being, don't see gender. Oh, this is a male. This is a female. Then you are the type who put down female. You have, you know, a superiority complex over females. So you put them down. Having forgotten that that female is also a human being. Just like you. 
Or you see that this is educated, but it's not educated. Or you see that this is black, but it is white. And so you prefer white. Or you see that this one is uh, from this tribe and not from this tribe. So you are practicing tribalism or from this nation and not from this nation. So you are practicing nepotism. In Christ, there is nothing like racism. There's nothing like nepotism. There's nothing like tribalism. It is a soul who should not perish. And when you see a soul, you should have the heartbeat of the Father. Like John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And you make that your passion that, hey, I'm going to go all land to ensure that this soul should not perish. That is how to honor our father. Do like he would have done if he were around. Take his place. Jesus Christ came and demonstrated the father's love to us. He was the only one who came and revealed to us that all this while, not knowing God was a father to them in the Old Testament, but they didn't know. When he called God father, they took stones even to stone him. But they didn't know that he was God was not only a master, he was also a father. If you have seen Jesus, you have seen the father. Can we say the same thing about you? That if they have seen you, they have seen your father in heaven? Or if they have seen you, they have seen somebody who you refer to as your spiritual father? If I be a father, where is my honor? That's the question God is asking you and me this morning. If I am a father to you, father means source. If I am your source, where is my honor? As a source, it is not the source's responsibility to give everything to the recipient. Go and ask Elisha. Elisha saw that there is something about Elijah that he needed. Even when Elijah was saying, don't follow me, go back. He said, as the, as the Lord lives and my soul lives, I will not leave you. He was pursuing something. He wanted to catch something from Elijah. Finally, finally, what Elijah was looking for. When Elijah was taken from heaven by chariots of fire and the mantle fell from Elijah and Elijah took it. He said, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Oh my God. He saw Elijah as a father. And he caught the spirit of Elijah. So when he came from, you know, Jordan and he was walking, the other sons of the prophet said, the spirit of Elijah does rest upon Elijah. They saw it. What is the spirit that you have caught? It's not enough for us to say happy Father's Day. The person you are referring to, your fa- uh, referring to as your father, do you represent him? That's the highest honor. Do you, do you continue the same vision, the same tradition, the same revelation? Can anybody say that this man behaves like this father? Or you are a rebel and yet you call him or her a father? Yeah. A mother figure can be a father as far as church planting is concerned. Hallelujah. Like a woman like Reverend uh, Christy Do Tete. She is a pioneer of a whole ministry. And that's a, a father figure. You may say that's my mama. But she's a father figure. A source that many sons have caught the spirit upon her. And they refer to her as our spiritual father, so to speak. I'm bringing my message to a close. The father's honor. 
has to do with you and I recognizing that our father wants us to represent him here on earth. He is expecting us to give him the highest honor. He will not tell you, you must catch it. That's how fathers train sons. They may, a father may have many sons. He may not tell all of you, you see, I have this, I have this. No, it is the responsibility of the son to identify something in the father that he can represent and catch it by revelation and hold on to it such that even if they cast you away, you still have it. It cannot be taken away from you. Whether God, our father, or your biological father, there are some families when the biological father is gone, business is gone. They have to sell all property because the son could not represent the father. That is chaos. Meanwhile, probably the father must have inherited from a, you know, his father. That's your grandfather. How come father leaves and business has collapsed? Jesus said, Don't, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? I must continue from where my father has left off. I am here to represent him. I am here as his ambassador. If they see me, they must see my father. And at the age of 12, he was talking like that. Said that his foster father could not understand what he was saying. So what is this boy saying? Have you caught the spirit of a father? Whether your biological father or your spiritual father or more importantly, our father in heaven? Have you caught it? That is the highest honor. And if you have caught it, are you walking in that light? If you wish somebody today, happy Father's Day, just have at the back of your mind that I am saying so because I am now representing this person. Say so that if the person is not around, you can do it like the person will do it. And yet, you have not lost your uniqueness. You are so the unique you. And yet, we can see the rub on. We can see the rub on. Till today, when I'm talking, for instance, when I'm talking, I say, yo, I caught it from Prophet Manasseh at you. <laughs> when, I say, when I say you, I can hear him talking. Say yo. Because he used to say yo. If I be a father, where is my honor? Child of God, the father's honor is to represent him wherever you go. God wants us to represent him. It's not every child of God who is an ambassador, who is representing the father. But I believe that in this end time, especially those of us who are connected to an end time prophetic church, which has the passion to help this generation work with God and prepare a people ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about international prayer resort ministries. We've got to capture the spirit of our father in heaven. I mean, catch it, catch the revelation. God has a passion. God has a desire. Catch it. Catch the revelation. And walk in the same spirit. And walk in the same grace. The grace to fast came upon me. Because I decided to recognize. That if the Lord has spoken to a man. That fast daily. Then I fast daily. And then the grace just rubbed on me. But hitherto I couldn't fast. I did not know how to fast. I was struggling with fasting because of indoctrination. Glory be to God. Can we pray?
our heavenly father you are faithful I pray for whoever is under the sound of my voice you are our father I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that we will give you the highest honor that we will recognize you not only as our father but we will catch your spirit we will catch your vision we will catch your revelation we will catch your identity your uniqueness and let it flow through us that we will be your true representatives wherever we go we shall be ambassadors indeed i pray for whoever has listened to today's message especially on today being father's day let there be a revival of our passion of our affection of our desire to do our father's business the lord will recognize you as our father indeed and catch your spirit and walk in that reality like jesus christ who fully and completely represented you here on earth may we represent you oh god that when they see us they have seen our father in heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that if there is any struggle in the hearts of those who do not understand our work with you, as far as our the kingdom of our God is concerned, Father, you, you will bring a renewal of understanding, a renewal of mind that will begin to see things the way God sees them and act the way God acts. That will be your true representatives indeed. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray and I call it done because it is done in Jesus' holy name. Somebody say amen.